Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dave AC and The Sixth Doctor. this long what's one more week right oh get a bit of an echo there that's okay it's just yeah. a time echo happens all the time with us time lords <laughs> but yes we've uh it, it, it seems like it's it's taken forever to get to, to here but uh today we're going to talk about what we're going to expect this time actually this time next week dave will be sitting watching doctor who welcome dave Hi, uh, well, I won't actually, but that's another story. Um, well, you could it? be if you weren't sworn off. <laughs> I, I, I've got, I've got, I've got a. This is this is breaking news here, Ian. I've All got right. a good friend. I've got a good friend. You didn't know that, did you? I, I didn't know you I've had a, a friend, friend. little a good friend. <laughs> and uh, he keeps saying, "Well, look, I, if he comes over here." Um, for some reason, he thinks my house is squalid or something. I think he doesn't think I use the Hoover. I mean, I use it once a month. I mean, how often does he expect me to clean? So he always stays at a local hotel or whatever. So he says, well, I'll come over that. Side. No, no, we're, we're doing our podcast. Come over that. No, no. I said, well, one week will be definitely. It's the first Sunday in the month. We're never doing it. Never doing it. So we arranged to go out on Sunday the 7th. And as you might have guessed, BBC thought, "All oh, right, that, that that's the day, that's the time." Um, so I'll be out uh, necking a few jars instead of watching mm. it, but it will be recorded. And um, right. is anyone else with us? Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's let's merge minds here. It's Mr. Randall for Hello, Mike. So we meet again, Doctor. Excellent. Hello, hello. How very Mr. Banks of you. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's the next documentary to do. Uh, was it Saving Mr. Banks? Is the thing is, it should be all about David Banks as a Cyberman. Yeah. And of course, it would not be an official show without our very own Cybob. Cybob is here, folks. And so we may proceed. Oh, I didn't do the cone. Uh, I better do that. Hang on. Where's me cone? Where's me cone? Oh, here it is. Control, new agent training program, section 3.5, the cone of silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly. What? Do not overuse the cone of silence. What? Do not shout in the cone of silence. What? In fact, don't even use the cone of silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. The portable cone of silence. What? 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 You know... You should never got rid of the word seamless off our show badge. Ever since that went, we seem to I be know. back to amateur days again. I know it is, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, yes. So, Cybob, we are holding court in the uh, text chat. Um, so, yes, feel free to join us. And uh, or you can either join in on the chat or come in on audio. It's as easy as a sound clip I don't have. <laughs> Uh, yes, we're working, on that. we're working on that. We're working on it. We'll have that done as as, as, as soon as I get the uh, last Better Call Saul uh, commentary uh, out that I have yet to edit. Yeah, <laughs> look for those in the near future. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> there's uh there's one more person waiting in the wings and that's the typing monkey because that means it's news time <laughs> it had a false start go typing monkey go get out of here seamless yeah. seamless. <laughs> seamless all right i'm gonna open up the uh let's start with the bad news get that out of the way first i guess so uh, okay. over the, day, the memorials the bad news the bad news, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we should just say, by the way, we, we get a bit lax, you know, in our old age. We, we take uh, things for granted. Yes, this is episode uh, 344, and the title is News, Doctor Who Series 11, uh, Trailer Talk and Speculation. Not trailer trash, trailer, well, it might be trash, you never know. We talk trash yeah. sometimes, and uh, we're recording this on the... Uh, uh, September the 30th and I say that for posterity uh, you know when I'm past and gone people will know that I was here at least at this moment in time just one more moment in time that's all I ask well we're going in first of all to um, doctorhunews.net uh, just to remind everybody the last episode we did uh, 343 uh, which was our August meetup, but it actually fell at the very beginning of September and sadly uh, we had some passings uh, just uh, following on from us doing that episode. Uh, very sad indeed it was. And um, the one that uh, is most notable, so I'm going to mention this sad loss first. Any person's uh, passing is a sad event and a loss to the community as well as their family. But this is um, Jacqueline Pierce who uh, passed away. Um, this was on almost the very day after we did our last episode. And I put the little link into the uh, chat there. Um, those people, that name should ring a bell straight away. Maximum power, of course, the impressible server line. Let's just hear a talking with Avon on one of their episodes. You really think you can duplicate the liberator? I've assembled a team of scientists who are sure they can. In fact, they stake their lives on it. And with a fleet like that, I can unite and rule as nobody has ever ruled before. What if the crew won't obey me? Oh, I don't think that's likely. I have Blake. I have you. Call the ship. I was right. I knew you'd never let Blake die. Death is something that he and I faced together on a number of occasions. I always thought that his death and mine might be linked in some way. The greater zing, do you read? Avon? Where are you? No questions. Just do as I tell you and do it immediately. Take the Liberator out of here. Maximum speed. Go and keep going. No! It's important, Villa. Do it now. You fool! You fool! Avon! Serverland. I think negotiations have just been real. Yeah, uh, I hope the audio is maintained through that because I've had a bit of a connection issue uh, just prior to us going live. But yes, Jacqueline is most famously known for that role. But Ian. Yes. Uh, no, 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 I'm going to ask Mike, because he knows about trivial things. Mike, a trivial question for you. Um, 
what else might we remember Jacqueline Pierce for? And I'll give you a clue. Um, it was one of the filmed episodes of our favourite show. Casualty. Casualty. <laughs> no, I, I know it was, it was on Doctor Who, but I can't remember which. On an island. Second Doctor and the Sixth Doctor. Oh, the two doctors, yes. <laughs> that narrowed it down a little bit, didn't it? Two doctors narrowed it down just a little. <laughs> yeah, yes. the, um, she played Cassini the... Cassini uh, of a Francine Grig. Ah, oh, that's yeah. the one. Andrew yeah. so, well, Sorry, I don't know anything sh- about the sixth doctor. <laughs> with, with shock eye in it and everything, yeah. Yep, shock yeah. eye of the Consign Grig. And uh, yeah, and, and Nicola Bryant, of course, and Jamie was uh, well. Should, should yeah, he got his Jamie. leg over on the on the on the Perry. He did. <laughs> anyway, uh, sadly, of course, um, Jacqueline Pierce, best known for her role in the main villain Serverland in Lake Seven, has passed away at the age of seventy-four. Morning walking in the south of England, uh, trained as a British stage uh, radar actress. Um, her career began in the sixties. And play for the week. She's in uh, uh, Avengers and Armchair Theatre, and there's a lot of other information about her. I mean, she was definitely a one-off. I mean, um, uh, she was um, a force of nature, I think, um, and uh, lots of things, uh, lots of tributes have been made to her. Um, in 1991, she played Miss Pendragon in the Russell T Davies series Dark Season. She also appeared in series such as Casualty, Casualty, Doctors, Daniel Demond, I don't know what that is, and the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Uh, she, uh, she'd relocated to South Africa for several years and had only just come back to the UK recently. So we've seen it at quite a few conventions, but um, um, very sad that she has passed away. Um, the, there was the, also the interesting thing about about Jacqueline Pierce and and her role in Blake Seven is that she was originally only supposed to be in one episode, um, but I think you know, like the rest of us, uh, the production company, the production team realized that uh, you know she imbued Serverland with so much more than was probably even on paper, and that character actually went on to to be in, in more episodes than than the. Uh, than the the lead character, you know, as you know, Blake left partway through. Mm. But uh, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I was still quite young when when Blake Seven was on. But you know, it was that uh, strange mix of thoroughly evil, conniving, and beautiful, you know, at the same time. So you, you know, this conflict in your brain of like, she's just absolutely gorgeous to look at and sexy and and but also cruel and cunning and and you know it was just a fantastic character that will you know live on for forever in people's minds you know yeah uh, I should just reference by the way um, that um, we did an episode very early on actually uh, in 2010 July 2010 it was our episode 54 called top 10 sci-fi villains um mm. and it wasn't just one set week because people were adding their own uh, but she was certainly mentioned uh, on that so um if you check out uh, our uh, cult and collective page here on torture 
uh, call ID 54821 and go to the actual uh, page where you can uh, see the list of episodes. Um, look out for episode 54 from July 2010. And of course, uh, anywhere else that you find uh, our show listed. Mm. Now we've got uh, an, another someone. I'm not quite sure how you pronounce this lady's first name. It's spelled Z I E. I put the link in the room. Z I E N I A Merton. I think it's Enya, but I Enya. Enya right. Uh, this this was posted on Sunday the 16th of September. Born in 1945, died in 1918. Uh, died at the age of 72. She appeared in the 1964 Doctor story Marco Polo, playing the Chinese girl Ping Chow, I think that is. Um, 45 years later, yes, they liked so much to call her back 45 years later, in uh, Sarah Jane Adventures, playing the registrar who married Sarah Jane to Peter Dalton, who was played by uh, Nigel Havers. Let's remember I didn't for, even realize like, that was her, Ed, but I remember uh, her for the, that you're going to mention next. Uh, yeah, she was in uh, Jerry Anderson's Space 1999, playing mm -hmm. Sandra Baines. Yeah, that's what I remember. Uh, the other thing, yeah, born in Burma, her mother was Burmese and her father half English. Um, early television appearance included The Six Wives of Henry VIII and Jason King. Uh, she played Christina in um, the 1971 Dennis Potter adaption of Casanova, and that was with Frank Friendly. This was before uh, David Tennant played Casanova, of course. That was a fantastic series. Uh, she later appears in uh, Grange Hill, Return of the Saint, Bergerac, Angels, Tenko. She was fabulous in Tenko, if you ever saw that series. Yeah. Dempsey and Matepeace, Lovejoy, Doctors, Casualty, EastEnders, Casualty, Bill and Coronation Street. So a real jobbing actress who had a, a long career. Um, so another sad uh, person that's passed away on, yep. on the in the time. Um, I think there was yes the uh, on the fourteenth of September. Uh, Love it, Binkford. I think that's how you pronounce it. And I'll put the link in the room. Binkford. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and just in case I do. I hope you guys aren't that page, just in case I miss, would not want to miss anybody out. Director died at the age of 76. This was announced on the 14th of September. Uh, directed the 1980 Doctor Who story, The Leisure Hive. The first story of Tom Baker's final season of the series. Uh, the story marked a new beginning for the series with the appointment of a new producer, John Nathan Turner. Uh, production was notoriously uh, fraught with uh, uh, difficulties, the leading man proving difficult uh, to direct and the production going substantially over budget. So as a result, he never worked again on the series. Um, other directorial credits include The History of Mr. Polly, Angels, Zed Cars, The Enigma Files and Emmerdale. Um, so uh, that was another sad loss. I think there's one more. Yeah, Peter Benson. Her, and this one yeah. was reported on the 9th of uh, September. Um, born in 1943. Um, died at the age of 75. Played Boar, 
one of the Varney in the 1983 Fifth Doctor story, Terminus. Best known as playing Bertie Scribbs, Scribbs is that, in the series Heartbeat and appearing in all 18 series of that from 1992 to 2010. Mm. Uh, and he was in Shakespeare Trilogy and he was also in the Blackadder, appeared in the soul opera Albion Market. I think that was a short-lived one. And uh, a drama on the life of Pope Alexander VI and the Borgias. Uh, also in uh, the Bell and Coronation Street. So another sad note. Now, have I missed any other of those recent passings? No, that's I said. I put a link there. It's actually um, it's a, it's a sad link to put in there, but I actually put a link into uh, the. Um, you can actually look at at the obituary posts on uh, on DoctorNews.net, and it'll it'll give you all the obituaries, the most recent obituaries um so yes uh we are unfortunate well for, fortunately all up to date um that, that that's that's all because uh of course prior to that was of course michael pickwode mm. yeah. so yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I do remember his character from peter vincent's character from terminus too because he was he was very funny he was he was you know dying he was sick but he just had this tone to his voice and it was, he was quite comical from what i remember and it was yeah it's a great part. It's one of those memorable, you know, you're bored in to do this guest part in, in a continuing show. So, you know, you've got this one chance to shine, and he does in that episode. It's really great. Right. Uh, just noticed, by the way, just checking, um, uh, Dragon Time Lord popped in, and uh, but it's just left. So sorry that they couldn't stay. But anybody who actually comes to the Torchview streaming page for this, uh, the streaming page, uh, you'll find it from going to the, the call series page on Touchu. Um, there are, should be both a transcript of uh, the audio and, and uh, the, uh, a way of looking at the actual uh, text chat, uh, these links that are put in. Okay, um, uh, let's stick with a couple of more stories from the DoctorNews.site. I want to make sure that we do reference them. Um, Missy, this is please Kyle Jones. Uh, Missy comes to Big Finish. This is posted on the 19th of September. Uh, of course, uh, Michelle Gomez has said that she's not expecting to appear in Doctor Who again on the actual TV series, but to uh, for her to have a, a life on Big Finish. And Big Finish, by the way, uh, I know we, I think we recently mentioned that they got their contract reduced, renewed for five years. They're, they're there actually seem to be flourishing um, greatly. I, I don't know if they'll yes. mention it, but um, they're bringing out uh, even a couple of stories on on vinyl now. Um, yes, yes. The most recent one is uh, an Ice Warrior story with uh, the Tenth Doctor and Rose. Wow. I guess they've done it before and they've been very, very successful because with, I mean, it's basically the resurgence of vinyl that's kind of pushing this, uh, so many things, uh, soundtracks, et cetera, that are being released on vinyl now and people are snapping them up kind of like it's, you know, it's the next thing since sliced bread. And it's, it's kind of weird that we're going back to a, a, what you would have thought was an imperfect technology, but, you know, some things just sound better on vinyl, I tell you. Uh, and I think a lot of it's to do with the fact that the, the 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 size of the actual sleeve gives the the creative artist, you know, 
you can actually better appreciate some of the work that goes into it, can't you? I mean, they're like 12 inch sleeves, aren't they, on the uh, on the things? Mm. And of course, uh, a lot of people now with computers, they can they don't need to have a hi-fi system because you can buy um, a a playing deck that that plugs straight into the USB socket. Um, and they yeah. still play it through your computer speakers. Um, and again, most people now have pretty good uh, computer speakers, even with a subwoofer and what have you. Anyway, um, Missy comes to Big Finish. Um, I won't read all that out because we, we, we want to get on to the main thing. But um, uh, again, the link's in the room. Um, also, <clears throat> Earthshock, there's a thing... Um, I've been giving out gold stars at the beginning of this show to let people yes. have some controls in the room. And what do you know? Earthshock BFI screening. Uh, the 1982 Fifth Doctor story, Earthshock, used to be screened by the British Film Institute uh, on London's South Bank this November. The screening will be on Saturday, November the 17th. Uh, 2018 at midday. Uh, it will be the new upscaled HD version due for release as part of the season's 19 Blu-ray release. That's another thing that's going. I mean, you know, how can you in two sentences have the fact that Doctor Who's going up, coming on vinyl, but yet also standard definition episodes yeah. that were filmed, you know, 20 odd, 30 odd, 40 years ago are now appearing in Blu-ray. Because of course they've, you can't create detail where it's not there, but computers can make a pretty educated guess at the intermediate points, and um, and of course um, they've picked. I certainly know with the four dot stories, they picked the ones where there was more film sections to the story, uh, and of course even if it was done on sixteen millimeter film, that can be rescanned and brought up to something like HD level. Right. Okay. The screening um, will be full. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I got something just to tack on to the end of this. Okay. The screening will be uh, followed by question and answer session with actor Matthew Wardhouse, who played Adric in the story, and the writer Eric, Eric Seward, uh, who wrote the story. Tickets go on sale the 25th of September. Done. All right. Um, and speaking of BFI screenings, um, uh, those of you who have been with us for a while will uh, know of Tim Jury, uh, who is also uh, has his podcast, Tim's Take On, was recently at the BFI screening for uh, the Blu-ray release for The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Now, this is the, uh, the TV series. Um, so it's been remastered and redone and uh, repackaged and everything. And it's currently on release in the UK. I... There is an entry for um, a special edition Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on Amazon.com in the US. Uh, the release date is November 13th, and it's currently at uh, $23.74. $23 now, I don't know what packaging there is because there are two different types of packaging. There's uh, one that's actually got a VHS, uh, the original VHS packaging look. To it, and it comes with additional materials such as a, a booklet, etc. And um, but yeah, there's there's been a lot of work put into this, a lot of loving work to to bring this up to a new level. And uh, I am looking forward to hopefully getting it for say Christmas because uh, my wife let a friend of hers from work uh, borrow my DVD copy, and I never got it back. 
So I think my wife owes me a new copy of Hitchhikers. But uh, yeah, if you want to head over to after this show, of course, uh, and check out uh, Tim's take on, um, you will uh, you'll see some uh, video and photographs from uh, from the event, and also of course Tim's take on how the whole event went. It looked like it was a great. Uh, a uh, great deal of fun, and uh, Tim had some really nice things to say about the the release. Uh, so it seems it's well worth picking up if you're a Hitchhiker's. I, I mean, I love the radio series, and I, I love the the TV series and the books. Um, the less said about the movie, the better. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Just my opinion. I'm not that yeah. Of it, but yeah. So yeah, when you mentioned the BFI screening, I I thought I'd throw that one in there. Please, yeah. You're welcome, you. Tim. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, I should say if you follow him on uh, Facebook as well, he's puts up. He's got one of these um, uh, like fisheye lenses attaches to his phone, one of these 360, uh, 360 degree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he went. He went and had a look at the uh, the BBC sent. You know where the BBC uh, uh, from the, the Adventures in Time and Space, where the you saw it in the documentary, the big uh, circular place and uh, he did a, a special little thing there where you can you can you can move your mouse around the whole 360 degree uh, thing right. there okay um again doctornews.net christopher eccleson i love the bones of you it seems a rather strange title but um uh, it's the publishing of uh, christopher eccleson's memoir Detail the ninth doctor's acting career as well as the impact of uh, dementia on his family. So it's not just about his acting career; it's a, a personal memoir. Um, it, it describes his uh, the life growing up in working class Salford. Of course, Salford's right next to Manchester, so not far from me. Uh, brought up to the to be factory fodder in the northwest, he talks about his desire to perform that led him to his film debut, and so on. And again. Um, uh, there's an awful lot of information about that, and um, I, I hope he's being brought a little bit more back into the fold because um, uh, some people, although they commend Christopher Eccleston, and we owe him a fantastic debt with being the first um, person to bring Doctor Who back into our screens, and uh, uh, the fact that he he, he uh, there were behind the scenes clashes, let's say, that led to him making um, an earlier exit than we all would have perhaps hoped for. Mm. But um, uh, he's been definitely seen more. And I've seen even pictures of him having selfies done with uh, Doctor Who fans. So it's lovely that um, he's, he's, I'm not saying he's going to say he's more accommodating now, but um, the you know time has allowed uh, a softer feel to all of that. Time heals all wounds. Right. Lunchtime doubly. Uh, lunchtime doubly. So, I think that's how that quote right. goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, there the are other things on Doctor Who about the um, the the clips, uh, the trailers, which we'll go into on our main part, um, and um, of course the time slot. Uh, uh, since we actually started the recording, have we actually clarified when the episode's going out yet, Ian? No, we haven't. I figured we'd cover that when we got to the okay. main all right main topic. okay okay well i've just got a couple of things to do then before uh, i finish first of all uh, those fans and why aren't you of jenna coleman um she's got her new uh, series starting today on bbc one in actual fact it uh, starts um 
in an hour and a half. It's called The Cry, a four-part uh, drama. Gemma Coleman uh, stars in the dramatisation of Helen Fitzgerald's novel. Um, um, Joanna travels with her partner, Alistair, uh, and their infant son to Australia, where Alistair hopes to campaign for custody of his teenage daughter from a previous marriage. But there is tragedy afoot when their baby goes missing. This is the setup, not the story, of course, with the devastating psychological repercussions uh, of the distraught mum. And I don't know if that's based on that dingo story from Australia from years ago, but it's actually based mm. on a book called The Cry. So that's um, a four-part series on BBC One, nine till 10 o'clock. So that for one hour part, because she's most recently been seen in uh, Victoria. Um, but um, Jenna, Carter, she's she's not been out of work since uh, Doctor Who. She, um, mm. um, what else has she been? Uh, she was in Death Comes to Pemberley, Victoria. Uh, she voiced part, a part on Thunderbirds, Our Go. Um, and I think she's done quite a bit of stage and other work. So that's uh, Jenna Coleman. Uh, it's recording, of course. I will be recording on my machine. Uh, and the other thing is not news. It's just a, a request from Ramble with Russell. Uh, we mentioned one podcaster already. So uh, Ramble with Russell, um, his uh, show is on TalkShoe. Um, and his, uh, his last episode was episode 552. Um, Ramble with Russell 552 going solo. So if you've got Ramble with Russell in on the TalkShoe site, you'll find it. I think um, you'll also find it on iTunes as well. Uh, can you mention on Cultdom that I'm currently doing, giving a giveaway for Barry season one on my show? Now, Barry is a um, dark comedy series. If you look in Wiki, you'll find that eight episodes of a um, comic series that um, he's giving away as a prize on his show. So that's Ramble with Russell. Uh, on the episode of his show, um, it's Ladies on the Prowl, Women on the Con, a legend begins and nerds unite first up um a blu-ray review of the book club um and then um he's got lots of other things going on there i don't know how he does it ian but he seems to get lots of freebies sent his way um mm. uh, but he does also i've been asking out. for wine for years and nothing yeah <laughs> uh, he does actually promote um music on his show and he always gives a shout out to these internet supply clips that he puts on so that's ramble with russell it went out on september the 24th uh, the call id and show id is one eight four double one and you may have a chance of winning that prize and um that's all the news i have um do you want to let um Mike mentioned his one news before you yes. do your bit. Go ahead, Mike. All right, I've got one quick news item. And going over to the world of Star Trek, uh, CBS have confirmed the release schedule for the Star Trek uh, Short Treks series, which is going to be a series of four standalone stories. Each one is a standalone stories uh, story. It'll be a monthly release starting next month going through January and leading into the release of se uh, season two of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, to avoid spoilers, I'm just going to mention the writers and directors, not what, not what the, the summaries say because, you know, spoilers, all of that. So on October 4th, we have the first story, which is written by 
Jenny Lumet and direct and Alex Kurtzman, directed by Ma Maja Vrilo, I think is how you pronounce that last name. It's V R V I L O. Uh, Thursday, November, and it's going to be the first Thursday. It looks like it's going to be at least the first Thursday of each month. So going ahead to the Thursday, November, November eighth, we have the second one, teleplay by Michael Chabon, story by Sean Cochran, Michael Chabon, directed by Olatunde Osinsani. Then we on Thursday, December 6th, we have an episode written by Bo Yon Kim and Erica Lippold, directed by Douglas Arnikowski. And then on December, on Thursday, the January 3rd of January, we have the last one of these, which is written by Mike, Michael McMahon. And I'm actually withholding the uh, director because that's a spoiler for the story because it stars that person. I'm going to withhold that. So there you go. The... Uh, Star Trek Short Treks, which uh, leads to season two of Star Trek Discovery next early next year. Alrighty, thank you very much, Mike. Now, are these are these lead-ins to Discovery, or are they no, just are purely standalone stories? They have they're they're not they're not tied into the overall plot. Actually, a lot of these take place. Some of these take place before season one, so okay. they're you don't have to have seen season one to understand this. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. Um, my news is just a bit of an update. Um, I've mentioned it before um, on this podcast that uh, Pensacon is coming in February of next year. Yeah, you think that's a ways off, but hey, we thought Doctor Who was a ways off, but it's almost here. Um, just wanted to give a kind of a guest update. They've recently added William Shatner to the list. Um, I think I mentioned before, Sean Biggerstaff from uh, both Doctor Who and Harry Potter will be there. Uh, Rachel B. Cook will be there. Stephen Weber, uh, Jeffrey Coombs from uh, just about every iteration of Star Trek plus Reanimator. Um, uh, Garrett Wang from Star Trek Voyager. Uh, Lucy Davis from Wonder Woman. Uh, a ton of voice actors. Of course, Colin Baker is going to be there. Catherine Tate will be there. Uh, Jonathan Frakes, Kevin Conroy. There's just a... Oh, basically, if you just go to www.pensacon, uh, that's P-E-N-S-A-C-O-N.com, uh, you can check out the very uh, nice list of... Uh, of uh, across fandoms, of course, of, of, of people that will be in attendance. Um, one of the ones I'm looking forward to is seeing, um, if I do get to go, uh, John Wesley Shipp, who was, of course, the original TV Flash. Um, and while I do like the new CW Flash, um, John Wesley Shipp still remains like my favorite. But uh, yeah. Plenty of uh, plenty of uh, people to uh, satisfy any kind of realm of fandom. Uh, so go check that out, and uh, yeah, hopefully you'll see me there too. Um, and I'm I as as far as I'm aware, the boys from discussing who um, and discussing everything else will be there as well. So I hope to maybe get together with those gentlemen and uh, meet up with them. So hooray! But no, yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm wondering why you didn't mention Summer Glau for Dave's sake. Oh, <laughs> that's why I didn't mention Summer Glau because yeah, now we won't get any sense out of him for the rest of the show. <laughs> but yes, so uh, check out Pensacon um, on Facebook, of course, and of course at their website, pensacon.com. 
And uh, yeah, also uh, West Hubbard will be there. Uh, for those of you who don't know who West Hubbard is, you don't know your cultum history. <laughs> but yes, aside from that, I don't have any other non-Doctor Who news. So um, yeah, uh, we'd normally play a clip in here, Dave, but uh, I don't have that particular clip on how to do stuff. So um, I'll play this one. For the record, in my experience, Ian Bissett is an outstanding podcaster. Now I'll play the clip. Thanks for saying that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Then, yes. Um, okay, well, how long have we been going? We, we, we seem to whisper. You've been talking day. forever. Uh, Mike and I have been sitting here patient. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let me give you one more little task to do. Do you want to just tell our listeners the confirmed time slot for the first episode of Series 11? of Doctor Who. And then I'll go into a I'll clip. Do my best. I'll do my best, actually, because um, yeah, I've got the Canadian transmission time. Um, and try to look for all the rest. I've got the rest in case you need them. Okay. Well, uh, Space Canada have confirmed that they will join BBC America by broadcasting the new series of Doctor Who at the same time as it's seen in the UK. That's, of course, the first episode. First episode will transmit at 1.45 p.m. Eastern time and will repeat in prime time at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, following the premiere, all new episodes of Doctor Who will debut at uh, their regular Sunday slot at 8 p.m. Eastern beginning October 14th. And Mike will give us the rest. So, so yeah, there you go. Of course, uh, 6.45 p.m. UK time is when it will air on BBC, uh, 1.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 12.45 p.m. Central Time, 11.45 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10.45 a.m. Pacific Time here in, crossing all the mainland time zones here in the U.S. Check your local listings. Uh, nice. wherever you are but that is the lineup for doctor who um i don't currently have the 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 the, the, the proper time slot for bbc america but i presume right. either either 8 or 9 p.m will be when it will be repeated and when we'll fall into its normal time slot sunday nights on bbc america right. as the one from now on that remains to be seen i would guess <sighs> who knows yeah because uh as as we know that uh british tv uh, uh does not have a necessarily fixed time slots for thing for a lot of shows do they they tend to wander around a little bit at least doctor who always has it'll be 15 minutes here 15 minutes there so we'll see but yes thank you chris chibnall for ruining our broadcast time for this show get you for that after playtime i'll give you one i'll buff duff you right up yeah yeah yeah, this was one of the major reasons. I mean, there were two reasons. The, the official reason was because um, because of the the Strictly Come Dancing, which is uh, on. That's the equivalent of the dancing American Dancing with the Stars is on. Uh, we're just on the uh, results. The result show uh, at seven fifteen tonight. So Doctor Who will be sort of uh, running prior to the uh, results. Then the results will be running after. But it does mean that Doctor Who will now have a set time. Uh, but it's also um, to uh, stop it going up against things like the X Factor on the independent channels as well as it was doing on uh, on Saturday. So um, and, and also, uh, I believe Chris Chibnall 
thought it should be earlier in the day because we, we had some times when uh, Doctor Who wasn't starting until about 7.40, which, right. you know, pushes it for younger children. We've always said that Doctor Who, you know, every, everything, every age from 6 to 60 are, in my case, right. six, to, six to a lot older. And, um, 140, sorry. So it's my 111th birthday, and I'm just going to put this ring on and disappear. Um, <laughs> <Lindy> first. <laughs> it's, and that that was a clip from the was it the Lord of the Rings? I don't know. There you go. Lord of the Rings. Ah, okay, right. Well, um, we're not going to give any spoilers other than uh, perhaps mention some of the people that are actually uh, taking part in the new Doctor Who. We obviously haven't seen anything, uh, but um, let's start. We've got two trailer clips and we've got the most recent one that was aired on the um, Graham Norton show, which mm. also had a slightly um, premature showing uh, that some people may have looked at. But um, let's go with the first one. It's just about 40 seconds long. Here we go, guys. All of this is new to me. New faces. New worlds. New times. So if I asked, really, really nicely. Would you be my new best friends? Right. This is going to be fun. Yes, we, um, we, we've had some little very, very, very brief teasers as well. But uh, that was the first. And that only went out about the about 16th or something of September. It's not, not, not only a couple of weeks ago. Right. I must say, I am really, yeah, 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 I'm going first. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't even ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been really impressed. I mean, with, aside from the, the leaked clip, um, there has been, I mean, and there were some photos, uh, which I haven't even looked at of the, the, the TARDIS set. I'm not looking at that. Don't want to see it. If anyone shows me, I'll shoot you. Um, but, uh, there has not been a lot of information, which is fantastic because I have to say, uh, things got a bit sloppy there for a while of, of, you know, uh, we were getting lots of set photos and, um, people recording stuff and newspapers releasing information. It was just gotten to be so we, you couldn't be surprised anymore. We knew what to expect, and even even the the, the release clips that were coming out, you know, uh, we were just getting too much information. And it's nice to be going into this not really knowing an awful lot at all. And so I'm really super impressed with uh, with their ability to kind of keep things under wraps, and because it it it, it heightens, I think the. the the expectations and and you know it's it's like waiting for your birthday and not knowing what you're getting for a present you know we're going into this not knowing apart from these tiny little clips and you know very brief glimpses and the occasional quote of course one of the most polarizing quotes recently was uh was that there's not going to be any 
returning monsters or villains this season, which I think is a brilliant uh, way to start things out. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are kind of uh, worried about that, but uh, um, I'm sorry, but I can't remember who mentioned it. It might have been, I think it was Graham Sheridan. I think I'll attribute it to Graham Sheridan anyway. Uh, if you look back at uh, John Pertwee's uh, first season, there were no returning monsters. None at all. In fact, we got two brand new monsters out of John Pertwee's first season. So it's not a bad thing. Uh, it's just, you know, let's wipe the slate clean. Let's establish the characters. Let's establish this new doctor and then kind of introduce things. You know, uh, this is a new, a new kind of look. Um, but I'm expecting it to be Doctor Who. To be honest, that's what I'm expecting from it. You know, each season, each new Doctor has been different in some ways. Colin Baker was a, a massive departure, really, from um, the attitude of previous Doctors. Didn't sit well with some, sat well with others, like myself. Um, you're never going to get a Doctor that you... You're, you're not always going to get a Doctor you love each time. Um, and that's the fun part about it, you know? Uh, each present you unwrap is something different. You might get socks, but then you might get the best toy in the world, like the new Sonic screwdriver. Awesome, I love it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be great, I think. But that's just me. That's my opinion, and and the fandom is of course filled with wide and varying opinions. But I must say, if you've made up your mind and you're not going to watch Doctor Who, then don't. Let everybody else enjoy it, though. Yeah, let, let everybody else enjoy it. That's all we ask. You know, why spoil everybody else's party by telling everybody that they're stupid for watching it and, you know, that it's not going to be any good and that these people can't act? You don't know. You haven't seen it. Let us decide for ourselves when it comes along. It's like um, Dave had posted... Uh, I think it was uh, some of the reviews, which I don't re what I don't read either because they're just people with opinions like me. And at the end of the day, for, for everyone out there, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is what you thought of it. Um, uh, it's it's one of the things that I tell my 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 eight year old son at the moment because he'll he'll uh, watch something and he go, "Was that funny, Dad?" I'm like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I thought it was funny. Did you think it was funny? And he said, yes, I did. I'm like, then that's it. You don't need to worry about what anybody else thought. It's your opinion that matters to you. You know, your enjoyment. Don't let other people spoil your enjoyment, folks. You know, I've kind of steered clear of some, some sites now because that's what people are kind of, are do. I don't know if they're meaning to do it, but that's what's happening as people seem to be bound and determined to ruin everybody else's enjoyment of the show or movies that are out there. Star Wars is going the same way. But, you know, it's just a TV show at the end of the day. Um, and it's, it's, it's entertainment. That's what it's for. That, that's all that it's for. It's not meant to solve world hunger or, you know, uh, create world peace or, you know, cure cancer. It's just entertainment, and don't take it so seriously. Be like us. Be like us at Coldham. It's like it's just for fun. 
we we do review these things and we do uh allow the people to join in and and give their opinion uh, but at the end of the day that's all it is and other people's opinion shouldn't really affect you i mean you can glean things from other people's opinion and see a new perspective i understand that but at the end of the day you know go turn on doctor who and watch it i love watching the sixth doctor his time on screen was very polarizing and and uh a lot of people don't like it uh i love the coach i because that's part of my doctor that's part of the the character that i really kind of enjoyed i don't i, I still really can't place why it's just there was something about that character that struck me and that's that's all that matters at the end of the day i enjoyed it there you go anyway i've rabbited on enough about this particular i didn't even know what the original question was to be honest no, that's exactly what it is. It's very personal. That's the whole point. Mike, do you want to yeah. give some initial thoughts, uh, concerns, worries, hopes? Well, here we are in 2018, uh, going into this new series of Doctor Who. This is the this this is this is one of those rare moments in Doctor Who. This is the third such instance of this that we've had in modern Doctor Who of new, entirely new, going into a new series of Doctor Who, a new new showrunner, new new writers, new directors, new doctor, new production crew, going back to uh, 2005 or so with uh, when the show came back. We had Russell T. Davies and uh, Eccleston and Billy Piper on the on the show and Murray Gold and all these other, uh, Julie Gardner and all these other people working on the show. It was it was new, Mark Gaddis, everyone, it was, it was all new. And then 2010, 2010, it changed hands, went over to Stephen Moffat, new production crew, new doctor, Matt Smith. Uh, Murray Gold stayed on uh, as music as composer, but it was another new moment in the show. Uh, and here we are, eight years later, and it's 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 it's, it's as has been pointed out by Chibnall and others, it's a time for and it's it's a new beginning for the show. It's a new generation is going to start watching the show. A new generation is going to discover their first Doctor, and it's going to be Jodie Whittaker, and that's going to shape how they watch the show. And that's and that's really, really cool. I mean, everyone and someone's new first doctor. And it, 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 as, as the saying goes, your first doctor is always going to be your favorite. Um, and going back through the, through the history of the show, and it's I, I'm looking forward just to just how new. And as Ian has pointed out, just I love how well they've kept secrets. They've kept everything from from leaking. I mean, the only thing I think that I've seen leaked, and I've I've gone to uh, certain message boards, you know which one it is probably, um, and read spoiler production threads, and and even then I couldn't find I couldn't glean much info. The only the most info I could read was some guesses here and there about what about where and when a certain episode of the series will take place, and I'm looking forward if to that episode. If that tr proves to be the case, that's going to be a really cool episode. I think we've seen a glimpse of it in the the trailer that Dave played the audio from there. That was it's going to be cool. Um, neat take for Doctor Who. But again, I don't know what to expect. We've gotten new writers, new directors. Of course, Chris Chimmel writing the first two episodes. We have a new director for this first episode, Jamie Childs who, looking at the list here, is also directing episodes 7, 9, and 10 for this for the series. Uh, then all sorts of, as I, meant, as we, as I mentioned on, on the last episode, new directors, Mark Tondurai, Sally Abrahamian, Jennifer Perot, uh, Sally 
uh, I just mentioned her, uh, and it, just a new group of directors and new writers coming in. It's I, I can't wait to see what they contribute to the show and how they how they shape their version of Doctor Who. And that's what Doctor Who is about at the end of the day. It's about change. It's about new generations coming into the fold, adding their own take on the show, taking the show in their own directions. And I've seen a lot of people complaining about the, the pop music used in trailers, like the uh, the latest trailer that we got, the, the music used in that. I've seen some people complaining about that, but I'm completely on board with that. Not because, not only because it reminds me of the Russell T Davies era, but also because it's it's Doctor Who. It can it can it can it can change and be molded into so, into so many different forms, and most of the time it works. And you know, it's I don't know what to expect, and that's really what's so cool here. It could, it could go any any direction. We don't know what to expect, and I like being in the dark at this point. Um, yeah. So at this point, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what Doctor Who brings, what Ch- uh, Chibnall, Whitaker, and all, uh, and everyone else brings us in this new series. Yeah, I, I think sometimes, actually, the, uh, like the thing about the pop music, I mean, I read that. Somebody was saying that the fact they had pop music meant that they couldn't fe- get a sense of the you know, the atmosphere and the and the mood of the scenes that would be shown. But I think it's actually more pragmatic than that, uh, because as we know, as you mentioned, Mary Gold is not going there and um, it's going to be more os- orchestral and more cinematic in its thing. It may just be that the the actual finished score wasn't ready. So they, they use this pop music. I, d- I doubt very much whether that pop music will be on any final uh, thing that actually goes out. Uh, I will put a couple of more links in the room. I put the wiki page there, uh, and I'll also a little bit later put the link to the the page that um, Ian mentioned. This is the um, for, well, the one I put anyway is from the BBC. It's called uh, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who. What do the critics think? So I'll put that one in the room. So whether you click on any of these links uh, it, it is your choice. Uh, but um, I'll play the second uh, second. Uh, trailer the first trailer and this trailer are general trailers and then we've got more one more specific trailer on the first episode so i'll play this second trailer and then i'll i'll say a few things that i'm looking forward to and thinking about it When people need help, I never refuse. What do we do? Why are you asking her? Because she's in charge, bro. Says who? Says us. Let's get a shift on. I'm just a traveler. Sometimes I see things need fixing. Do what I can. I made it through the And they are there some sort of uh, subliminal message, you said, isn't it? Uh, uh, chance to start again and glorious. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's a subliminal message going out there with those clips. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I, 
took me some time to get used to the idea that we were going to have a female doctor. Um, uh, and also, I, I, I mean, I saw the signpost ahead when, when obviously the master became Missy and, um, you, you know, you're sort of uh, trying to uh, lead the, the horses gently to the water. But once, uh, you know, I have had time to uh, digest that. And of course, Jodie Whittaker, uh, I'm writing with her as um, uh, a, f a fan of her acting from Broadchurch. Um, she's um, more than more than up to the task of uh, portraying this part. Uh, the only the other thing that you can get from those clips, of course, is that it appears from that second clip anyway that um, uh, she will meet the um, uh, the three companions fairly quickly um, from uh, from the get go, as they say in the United States. Uh, one of the things that interests me more uh, is this transitioning of the actual behind the scenes and um, uh, if you've watched the trailers you'll also notice that they're they're not in the 169 aspect of um, a standard television a widescreen tv they're actually uh, got black bars top and bottom they're going for a more cinematic look uh, we've had mentions at the uh, the comic-con panel that they did that they're using not 4k but they're using new lenses uh, and obviously i think they're going for a higher color grading this this uh, wider band with the color 10-bit color 12-bit color whatever it is um and they're definitely going for that maybe f with an eye to the long term for 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 keeping releases i mean here we are having blu-rays of standard definition um it's either a whole new look of it not and I'm, I'm saying the word that I'm not saying, but shying away from giving it a soft, a feminine look because there's a, a, a feminine doctor. I don't think that's why. I think it's just to give it, uh, we've had more cinematic releases. This, by the way, had its premiere, first episode. Um, I think we say, the, we say the title, can't we, Ian? The episode? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's the woman who fell to earth. And... Um, that first episode has been screened at its uh, international, as they said in the Grave Norton. Yes, uh, which international city did you pick to launch? <laughs> it? And it was Sheffield. Sheffield. <laughs> so, yep. Sheffield. <laughs> there we go. Uh, mind you, what a stellar cast she was on in the Graham Norton show um, there. But um, she was there amongst peers and um, wasn't, wasn't uh, overshadowed in any way, even with Rod Stewart singing a set at the end. Uh, so it was really, 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 really good if you if you catch that. Um, but yeah, so I, I I am looking forward to it. Uh, even more so, Ian, than what you said about them keeping it secret. They finished the filming. They may be doing some uh, yeah. what that that bit where they talk to the the screen to add in extra voices. Something your ADR. Friend, yeah. uh, that that's it. I used to think it was somebody with the uh, you know short attention span or something like that but yeah it's where they do the voice after the event um I, i'm not quite sure about the uh, sonic screwdriver why they actually released that whether it was so that the kids would have one in the playground uh after oh, I, I, yeah yeah I, i've got one <laughs> yeah for your playground oh, I, I just, yeah, I, well i want to have one so i've got it for the first episode i, I mean really that's that's the the reason for for releasing that and getting that out there is because it's it's gonna hot sell like hotcakes um the thing feels awesome in my in my hand and it's just i love it to bits i don't know why because i haven't seen it in action but i love it to bits and apparently i could be wrong though i've been told 
um, because uh, again, Tim from Tim's Take On is looking for a US ver the US version of it because apparently there's some differences. The crystal in the middle is actually rotates, but apparently the sounds are better on the UK version. So, but there's some, uh, I guess, some differences between the two. So that means, I guess, that's another thing on my Christmas list is I need the other one as well. <laughs> but sorry, um, no, no. I, I, I think the other thing is again, because going out on the Sunday, the kids will be in the playground the next day. It will be the oh, the yeah. big talking point. And 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 Chris Chibnall is very clearly not. I don't think he's going to. Um, simplify our down because as we know kids are a lot smarter than us nowadays i mean there's your eight eight-year-old running circles around you no doubt by now yeah. um Fine. so um i don't think it's a question of uh, i mean you know th there'll be still probably no hanky panky in the tardis but that's no bad thing i don't think um but um what the other reason i think that they went with the uh, sonic screwdriver too early is that um, i've been watching some youtube uh things about um um the um, harry potter experience in america and all that and one of the mm. amazing i mean it looks absolutely but amazing that you can go into the one shop they sell those ones for about 99 dollars i think yes. there's one you can get for 49 dollars and then some of them are 99 dollars and uh, you know virtually everyone almost feels obliged to buy one so i think you know i mean in america well, let, 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 them, let me let me say can... something about the ones is okay. i think the there, there are different kinds of ones that you can get at Universal Studios um, right. in Orlando. Uh, the more expensive ones are actually interactive um, in the park, in the Harry Potter uh, areas. You can, um, I don't know about the technology. My, my friend Pete, back in New Zealand, knows all about them. Um, but you can actually go around uh, the Harry Potter places, and there are places where you can you move your wand in a certain uh way to cast a spell and right. it makes things do things like uh, you can turn a fountain on and uh you can make things move in a window and and you can do all sorts of stuff it's great for the kids to be able to do magic and so yeah but you can get cheaper ones of course that don't actually do anything they just look like a wand you know look like the various okay. different ones like you can get harry's wand and hermione's wand but then you can get the ones that actually do stuff they did, they had some that were TV remote controls as well, didn't they? At one time. Yeah. Um, I actually think they did that with the Sonic Screwdriver, David Tennant's one, I think. Right, and I suppose oh. with all these, um, these, uh, what's it called, Mike? It's not, um, it's not virtual reality. It's is it enhanced where where you oh. make things appear in the real world. Augmented reality. Oh. Augmented hmm. it, it won't be long before we're getting, you know, Sonic Driver. You know, you wave it and there'll be, um. um uh, an adipoid or something on the table. Adipose. Adipose, uh, things, something like that, something cute, something like that. Anyway, I, I, I think um, I think it's clever. I think it's slightly marketing-led, maybe, but Doctor Who has always done that. I mean, one of the things that we did all mention, and we were having a criticism, just going away from this at the moment, was the way that um, they've gone with a new uh, font for Doctor Who, which I think right. is absolutely fantastic. But they seem to have retrofitted that font to early adopters. I don't know whether that's universally. I think uh, they did that. They've done that with all of them. Um, whenever there's been a change, the, the diamond uh, logo lasted for a quite a long time. Oh right. So target then, then, yeah, the target novel. Yeah. 
Yeah, that one lasted for a while. Um, See, that's the thing. But, yeah, our conversations, they put stories out of order, and they it's like when they eventually got to the the uh, an unearthly child, they used, the, I think, the diamond logo on that one, which now kind of looked out of place, but whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's universal branding. It's keeping everything under yeah. the same brand. It's it's yeah. uh, that was one I saw for the the Tom Baker first season and again the Peter Davison first season on Blu-ray is the the low the new logo looks out of place it is they should have used the actual Diamond logo and the Starfield logo but you know it's keeping branding together identifiable right. yeah I, I mean I if you look at um, sorry oh. if you look at the the, the Colton Collective's um, uh, logo it's ah. actually very reminiscent of the um, the the Moffat era um branding when he rebranded it um it's very much inspired by that um so you know uh we're not changing ours by the way not right now anyway uh but you know we took our inspiration at the time when we were redesigning from what was happening at the time and so you know when the show moves forward anything that then comes out regardless of the period uh should really because that's what what people know to look for when they go out you know when you change your packaging, you change it across the board. Everything comes out under the, the the new branding, so that people know what they're looking for when they go into the store. You know, it, it's just right. marketing sense. You know. Yeah, I suppose shopkeepers are worried they'll either not sell the old stuff because people think it's old stuff, or they'll have to sell it off at half price and right. uh, and lose the margin. So, which always annoys me when I go into to buying wine when people say, "Oh." They've got the 2017 vintage in. I wonder why they aren't selling the 2015 cheaper because it's two years old. Because well, mm. it's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's time that we we played. We've only got three clips. This is the one that they only released. Well, only officially released um, uh, on Friday. And um, here we go. Hold on there, please, madam. I need you to do as I said. This could be a potential crime. Why call me, madam? Because you're a woman. Am I? Does it suit me? What? Oh, yeah. I remember. Sorry. Half an hour ago, I was a white-haired Scotsman. When's the next train due? This is the last one back. But the doors are locked. How did you both get in? Driver's window was smashed in. What's your name? PC Khan, Hallamshire Police. Name, not title. Yasmin Khan. Yes, to my friends. Can I have your name, please? When I can remember it. You don't know your own name? Of course I know it. I can't remember it. It's right there on the tip of my... What's that? Tongue. Tongue. Smart boy. Biology. What did she call you? Ryan? Yeah, Ryan Sinclair. Good name. Are you a doctor, Ryan? No. Shame. I'm looking for a doctor. When the young police girl was introduced, Ian, did you think thin blue line like I was thinking? <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought of that until you mentioned it, but yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna butt right yeah. in here and just say Please. I love, I love that clip because it to me it screams Doctor Who. It just that, that she it just says Doctor to me. Um, you know, it's it's one of the things actually that we're used to this post regeneration confusion and and weirdness and um, and I love it and I love the what what she did because um, you do wonder because you're like what's she gonna be like as the Doctor. And it's like, while well, that's still early on in the regeneration, um, you know, post-regeneration, it's uh, it's just fantastic. I, I, I really love it. Um, but 
I just had a, a, a an interesting thought that I had occurred to me after watching. I've watched this millions of times, and even since it was re-released, not that I watched it before, but since it's been re-released, I've watched it a bunch of times. The, the doctor says, "How did you get in? All the doors are locked." And they said they broke, they came into the broken window. So the question is, how did the doctor get in? Uh, I wonder if the doctor fell in to the train. Uh, like that's where the doctor landed, poof, into the train. I don't know. It's just interesting because it's just it's all the doors are locked. It's like, uh, then how do you get in? <laughs> So that's that's really piqued my curiosity now. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Is is this where? Because we want to fill in that gap between you know what we last saw, which of course was you know the the doctor being ejected from the TARDIS. No, it's not because she's a woman. It's because the TARDIS is about to explode because the doctor's really stupid and keeps regenerating inside the damn TARDIS, knowing it's explosive. But you know. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you've also reminded me there, there was another clue in it, the fact that she says, you know, I was a Scotsman half an hour ago. So that immediately right. tells us these events immediately Very follow recent. that. Yeah. yeah, and which, of course, will explain why she could survive that fall uh, post-regeneration uh, right. or whatever. Yeah, may have yeah. even caused the crash. Let's hope not. But, yeah. No. No. Uh, at first, I thought it was going to be in the underground because um, it was so dark. I thought, oh, and I thought they all might be underground. Please, anyway, Mike, do you want to come back in and give any thoughts on on what you perceive from that trailer, or, without going into other things you found out there on the uh, internet? Well, see, that's the thing. Not much as else has been said. Okay, watching chat now. Okay, but um, the only bit of writing that I found was clunky was the the whole line about. Oh my god, it was was the line about where Yaz says yes to my friends. That just felt like a bit of clunky script writing a bit of clunky way of introducing a character um but besides that now that i can actually legitimately officially talk about this clip now that it's been officially posted um yeah <laughs> it's, it's a great way to introduce i feel like this is this this is either the cold open of, of the episode or right after the title sequence uh mm. so within the first 10 15 minutes of the episode definitely easily um so it, it, again, a great way to introduce the Doctor feels it like the Doctor, as as several of the reviews I've read said. It's it's at this point in the episode that you 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 no one's you're you're no longer worried about oh Jodie Whittaker is is a good casting choice. Can I go with this as a casting choice? No, at this point you you know it's 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 the Doctor, and this really feels like the Doctor, and a great way to introduce companions and setting up it seamlessly setting up the, the the plot and introducing these characters who are we know are going to become companions and i just can't wait to see wait to see where the episode goes from here it's uh the the lighting is great the what we hear from the music i uh, I, I haven't even mentioned the uh, I, I i i indirectly mentioned the new composer for this for the series of course mori gold step down uh the new music composer for this for the series is Segun Akinola, which who is an alumnus from the Royal Birmingham Conservatoire conservatory, uh, joining on the series taking over from Murray Gold. So Segun Akinola, can't wait. Uh, that's another thing I can't wait for. I can't wait to see what he brings to the show. What he, 
what what kind of musical what kind of musical language whatever what his musical style is i can't wait to see hear that so it's it's intriguing either way intriguing yeah okay um yeah there, there was sorry do you want to uh yeah i think it's kind of, i think it's ken on audio all right so, go. ken ken can we get from space it's about time. <laughs> I know. Oh, Lovely big hug. Before I let you, before I let you write in, that was the other thing that's irritated me is there was big discussion about the whole, it's about time branding and people are like, oh, that's because of gender. It's like, um, no, we've been saying, we, no, we, we overuse it's about time like the Dickens because it's been around since, um, um, since uh, the TV movie, Dickens. the McGann movie. Yeah. yeah, silly people. <laughs> anyway, welcome, Kenneth. Hello there. Yeah, we're we're talking I, about I, the, I, the new series, but we're we're sticking to all the things that that have been released, like officially on the the trailers and on. I don't you right. just caught the last end of that trailer. We're we're not talking about things and rumors out on the internet. But um, do you want to talk? Are you okay? Settled to. Yes, yes. Um, I'm just, I'm just so excited for it. I mean, she, she uh, seems uh, just remarkable. It feels like the doctor right away. I mean, she's immediately getting this strange, eclectic regeneration wonkiness. I love the mix of companions, old and young. I think that's great because there's been a tendency always to have you know young companions, be they female or male, whatever, but you're, you're getting a uh, middle-aged companion in there uh, to, to kind of uh, do a bit of wit to, to the whole bit. Um, I, I, I really hope that the um, rumor or, or attitude about not having any of the traditional monsters that that's not going to be just a standard pat rule. I mean, I I, I want to see some Cybermen and Daleks, etc. Just seriously, at least just the first series. Just the first series. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. But it's just the first series that you're okay. going to have. All right. That's all, all right. Right. No, no, okay. Just... Okay. That's great there. That's kind of refreshing. Let him be creative. Because, I mean, Chibnall's kind of like an, an on and off uh, producer. He'll do something amazing like Broadchurch. Some of his writing has been, eh. Um, I thought his um, Arthurian series was, was terrible. Um, and I love Ava Green, oh God. Uh, <laughs> so, so I mean, that, you know, that, that was. Down kind boys. Of, eh. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, something I just want to segue really quickly is about how it's being televised, and at least in, in, in the U.S. Um, at 1.15, I'm talking Pacific time now, they're having ultimate watch party uh, for a half hour. And then, this is in the afternoon now we're talking, 1.45 mm-hmm. in the afternoon next Sunday, 1.45 to 3.30 slot, 
Now, it's being simulcast, but how long is the episode supposed to be? That sounds like they're shoving in a bunch of commercials. 60 minutes. Um, Yeah, this is, yeah, well, this is an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, They're, um, they're showing it at. And then, if you go later in the day and they keep repeating it, and it's an hour and a half, an hour and a half, hour and a half, until 8 o'clock, my time, Pacific time, and it's a two-hour slot, and it says, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, Special Edition. Now, I don't know what the heck they're going to be showing. Is that mm. going to be with just a little spe- that special incorporated or, or what have you? But it's like the, that's that's the only time they're listing it as special edition. And then they're showing it um, repeatedly. Oh, they're doing it again, and it's two hours, but that might be commercials. You know, Then it's an hour and a half again. So just to watch for that, maybe to DVR it more than once, whatever surprises uh, you know they might have, or you won't miss anything. That's been an so awful I don't weight know. on the program. That I mean, good heavens! I mean, it's, is it any wonder people are watching Netflix and Amazon and all these other places if right. if you have to sit through fifty percent adverts? Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. And if it's simulcast, you know what are they going to have? Because when they when they've done a simulcast before, there's no commercials. Right. When they've done that, I mean we've gotten the same feed on BBC. Yeah, I remember Perry saying Perry saying in the, the last series that what they tended to do was in the uh, not only that. Ken, but what they would do the first time they showed it, it would be completely uncut. Um, but then when they were showing it subsequently, they seemed to nibble out another five minutes here and there. Like, you know, the uh, next time trailer get cut and things like that. So they can slot in a few more commercials. Yeah. They, they do that. I mean, their repeats, all of them are, all of them are, oh, I'm sorry, Perry's talking. Not in Perry. Um, no, uh, someone was talking. I didn't want to interrupt. No, no, you're there to go. Okay, um, they they butcher their repeats constantly. I mean, they're having their 13 days of Doctor Who, and I have it on the background, but they're, they're all cut. Right. Um, I mean. I'm forgetting the name. Please forgive me. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the one with Davros and all the companions and everything, and I adore it. And I'm blanking on the name of the episode. Journey. Um, uh, Stolen Earth. Um, the two The owner he doesn't regenerate. It is the Stolen Earth. I can't remember the other one. Um, Journey's End. Yeah. Journey's End, that's it. Yeah. Um... They don't have the wonderful little bit with the Dalek speaking German. Huh. Exterminating. Exterminating. Yeah, which is just which is just so hilarious and great. Um, when they have turn left, the the scene with the the immigrant friends who get carted away, that's cut. Huh? Oh. Yeah. So I mean they uh 
know, it's it's sad that they show it. Well, I mean, it's great they show Doctor Who, but right. if you're yeah. gonna show it, you know, yep. show it. But show um, it all. Yeah, just yeah. give it. A, I mean, give it the time slot you need for your adverts without cutting into that. Uh, it, it surprised me when it, um, I believe Big Bang Theory is coming to an end very soon. They just, uh, but um, I was watching a few on Netflix, and the first series they last about twenty-three, four minutes, which would have been a half-hour episode. Some of the ones in series nine, they're ninety, they're not quite twenty minutes long. I'm thinking uh-huh. it's unbelievable. Anyway, let's let's yeah. keep let's keep the uh, the good vibes up because we're talking excitement here with, yes. with Dutch. yes uh 10 episodes um uh, have you any hopes i mean because ra- rather than sort of things you've heard uh, what do you what are you looking forward to with the new series um i i i'm just kind of open to it that just kind of give a new feeling and craziness and i think the whole gender thing is going to fall away there's even dialogue there. That's that's just going to be maybe a bit of humor to it, and the doctor adjusting the way the doctor adjusts to a new body. You know, I mean, there there might be some interesting congruity if River Song will show up, or if Missy would ever show up. You know, then then it would get a bit strange. You know, or. or <laughs> You can imagine the kids now um, on the TARDIS. Is it a general new, t- uh, a general neutral toilet you've got on there? Gender neutral toilet, you know. Yeah. Um, again, I'm, 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 I'm sad and I'm hopeful about the music because I have loved Murray Gold so much. Uh, he's, he's given such a choral symphonic brilliant tone to the music which which is the show has has never had and i'm not gonna knock any of the other musicians on the show but you know i don't think anyone has ever given the whole mythic tone i mean when you have you know millions of daleks floating in the air and there's this kind of great choral theme i mean there's a kind of a godlike yeah. menace yeah you know, you've watched some. And, you've some. You've watched some of the um, the the big uh, events, haven't you, Albert Hall? Haven't you with the uh, of those? Yes, yes. They're fabulous. Yeah, those are so good. You know, one one thing the thing about you know just about the cuts of the show, just segueing to a favorite show, uh, Better Call Saul. They'll show that in whatever time they need to. Whether it's an hour in a minute or oh, yeah. it's an hour in eighteen minutes, if they need, and that was a shameless plug. Uh, how much? Don't I say love that about it. Ian's, yeah, Ian's not caught up yet. Well, yeah, I was yeah, saying it's just, it's just what a joy. I, you know, I can't believe the show I'm watching. It's just like God. Um, enough of that. Um, I'm still, I'm still kind of off and on about uh, the doctor's look. It, it seems more to me like, you know, something Sarah Jane would have worn in an earlier uh, series. Well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, 
You know, just kind of, kind of like a romp, like a romper type of clothing. It, it I like the coat. Kind of, yeah, the coat's like cool. Coat. It, it's 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 the um, I, I guess it's the uh, pants shirt. Mark and Mindy, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, you know, kind of kind of shirt. I mean, I would love her to look like uh, the character from Captain America. Who was works for Shield? You know, who got her own spin-off series, and and she had that kind of really classy hat. Oh, Agent Carter. Yeah, Agent Carter. That's the kind of look mm. that I. I mean, just in my feeling, I would love that she looked that she kind of looked like kind of classy with a long coat and a hat. You know, it just seems like. I don't know. The look doesn't doesn't uh, give out seriousness, or or like you know I'm I'm going to lead you. It's you know we don't want to have uh, back to the early Davison days with them all yelling at him and him not being able to take control. You know, right. don't need a bunch of Tegans <laughs> in there. But I mean, otherwise. Right away, she's she's riveting, and I mean she's so different. I mean, of course, in Broadchurch, but just there's just this flash in her eyes that I have to say it's David Tennanty, you know, it's it's, it's Tenth Doctor esque without mm. copying. It, it's that kind of also Tom Baker, that kind of vibrant, eclectic, you know, flash in the eye. Love of life, um, 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 attitude that she, that she gives off. Right. You know. Um, just while you pause and get your breath, um, Mike, just want to um, for the, for the audio, just mention those links you put in the room. Yep. Well, as Ken's been talking, I've been looking into the uh, uh, program listings for Sunday, the seventh of October, for BBC America. Looking for the the whole special edition thing to see if I could figure anything out. For the 145 simulcast showing, the BBC America listing has the title of Series 11, Episode 1, Woman Who Fell to Earth, just listed as a new episode. However, if you skip ahead, as Ken mentioned, to the 8 p.m. showing, the, the info also includes special edition and no other information as to what that special edition refers to. It's a two-hour time slot, as, as he said. But that's the only difference between the two showings is a supposed special edition later on in the evening. I don't know what that means. They probably have some. Uh, I wonder if they're gonna have some like behind the scenes stuff. But maybe they'll do something like like they do with Walking Dead and and uh, Discovery now, where they have like people weighing in on it at the end. It's probably what it is. But could, it could I be a little know. documentary yeah. from the uh, from the Sheffield premiere because there's an awful lot of photos mm. that were taken up there. Yeah. They could have done little interviews with them at, at, the, at that event. Yeah, it right. could be anything, but for posterity, I've taken screenshots. Those screenshots come from the Direct TV satellite service program listing. I couldn't find anything on Dish Network. Those are the first two mm -hmm. things to look for that came to mind. But the, there are screenshots in the chat for posterity. We're ready. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, I think we ought to just go around the room one more time, Ian, because we we we, we said we weren't going to have a an overly long show today. So should we go around <laughs> the room in the same order again, or what? Sure. Yourself, Mike, and yep. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, like I said, there's not a lot of information to go on, so it's all speculation at the moment. But I wanted to say that I wish I had a daughter. Because, I mean, well, when I started off in Doctor Who fandom, we had we had one girl, one girl who was into Doctor Who. Um, hey, Jessica, if you're out there listening, long time no see. Um, but we didn't care. It wasn't a, it was kind of an oddity because she was the only one, but she wasn't treated in, in any ways different. Um, she was just a Doctor Who fan like the rest of us. And that's what the show's all about. Um, it's just, and and what fandom's all about. This is all coming together because we enjoy it. But that aside, this is going to be a great time to be a young girl who is a fan of Doctor Who. Um, because now you have a, an even closer link, a link that us as male fans have always had. Regardless, I mean, we don't really even know if the doc, what the got, doctor's got between his legs. He looks like a male. Doesn't really, you know, he's an alien. Doesn't really matter, to be honest. Um, but for us as Earthlings watching uh, the doctor, this is going to be a great time to be a little girl. Uh, there's a, a couple of people that I'm friends with on Facebook who have daughters, and they are so excited for Jody, and I am so happy that that is happening. And and for the people out there who are saying, "Well, uh, you know, what about us? We've 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 lost our milk." No, you haven't. The Doctor still exists in a male body in 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 all of these other iterations. They, they, that Doctor never goes away. We know that. We sit there and we watch these episodes over and over and over again. And for once girls get to have the doctor represent them and i i as dave said earlier i i was if you'd asked me three years ago i would have said no i don't want to see a woman play the doctor but you know what i've seen what's happened since and and the kind of people that the tractors who who say it shouldn't happen men and women it's not just men who are complaining about this but it has an effect. It has an effect on you. Um, for example, I mean, I, I'm so glad that we've got male companions. I've been railing for, a, a, you know, shouting from the rooftop to have a male companion. I loved having Rory. I didn't really, really care about Amy. I loved having Rory because there was a, the companion's always been our conduit, our way into the life of the doctor. And to have, for once you know for you know because it had been a long, long time um to have a male companion in there was great because that's me that's me with the doctor and that's because you know you're not the doctor you know you're never going to be the doctor but there's that chance that one day you'll be walking down the street and you'll hear the tardis noise and you'll get excited and you'll think what if i turn around and there's that blue box and and he steps out and or you know she steps out and says come with me that's what the adventure is all about it's us joining the doctor and and for girls to see the doctor looking like them is just to me is it's brilliant and and i'm so glad that 
we've reached that point in society. We're getting some background noise there, Dave. Yeah, okay. Just muted Ken for a moment. Okay, we'll we'll unmute in a minute there, Ken. Um, just to have that that we've got to that point in where we can do this because i mean it, it was joked about for many many years you know every time it was a new doctor john nathan turner would try to say well it could be a woman you know he had no intention because it would have never happened the bbc wouldn't have let it happen um ten, tons of people would would have just said you know no but we as a society have got to the point where we could do this with this character no, there shouldn't be a male Wonder Woman because that's not how the character works. No, there shouldn't be uh, a female um, Tony Stark. Yeah, there could be a female Iron Man because it's a suit. Um, but with the Doctor, this is possible. This is an alien that can completely change. He'd be tall, short, black, white, uh, male, female, blue, uh, if we want. I mean, we've seen Roman. Roman has been blue. Um, this is this is great. This is a, a, a breaking another barrier in this show, which it's always done. Sarah Jane did so much coming into the show for the women's movement, for for feminism, and people tend to overlook that. Uh, yeah, no female James Bond. You know, because um, it's not it's not a shape shifting character. It's a male character. Yeah, anyway, that's getting off. But thanks, Ken. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. Um, and to all of those fans out there with with little girls who are so excited for this, uh, enjoy it. Uh, enjoy it, and may this start the trend of us just changing the Doctor whichever way we want, whichever way seems the right way to go for the direction of the show, uh, to break down barriers and to show you know, us that, that we, you could be anything, you know, and the doctor could be anything. So I'm um, really looking forward to next weekend. And, you know, I, for one, am not going out for dinner. I will be watching Doctor Who. I don't know about other so-called fans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Mike, you're welcome. Quick, before he gets too smart, Mike. <laughs> See, the, the one thing that I like about Doctor Who being on Sundays now is that given my new work schedule, I can, I'm can i assured of being able to watch it as it goes <laughs> out See one because um, certain methods that I won't mention here. Anyway, so, but yeah, uh, Doctor Who, new series. It's, it's, it's the first time, see, what's making, one thing that's making me excited about it is that this is the first time I've honestly actually been excited about Doctor Who since 2010. I've this it's it's so I'm remembering wait Doctor Who is the show that I it's where that that's actually going to be good it's it looks like it's actually it looks promising it looks like it's going to be good again and I haven't felt that way in eight years so that's one reason I'm really really looking forward to next Sunday afternoon sitting down watching this new doc watching this new face of the doctor meeting her new companions setting off in the TARDIS. And that's another thing that I'm looking forward to is the new TARDIS interior, interior the, new the new console room. Um, 
there have been some supposed leaks photos rolling around the internet the bbc has been quick to uh, remove those so if you saw those then you saw those if you didn't you didn't i saw some you know reaction from the from the production crew saying how much of it, how angry they were whoever took the pictures was was a bad angle powered down set etc cetera, etc cetera. but i'm looking forward to seeing seeing the new console in, in, in action seeing the actual movement of the actors around that around that set but uh, it's new 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 style of music new new showrunner new companions and just as we mentioned the variety of of demographics among the companions is 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 a new angle is, is an angle to the show that we've not ever really had before even in Moffat's, in davies and any point in doctor who we've not had this variety of of demographics in the tardis it's 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 exciting i'm looking forward to it and just I I can't say enough good things about it. It's I, I I can't wait. I can't wait to learn what the new story arc is going to be. If there's going to be a story arc, see where the show goes. It's it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Matt, Ian, has somebody taken our mic and replaced him with a a different mic? Uh, He's regenerated. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Wonderful. It's lovely to hear you that enthusiastic. I'm just going to unmute you now, Ken, for a final uh, little say. All right. I'm just a happy Mike. I'm hi. I am just so happy. I am just so happy that uh, Mike is happy about the show again. That is thrilling. I mean, I got, I got happy about who again. I got tired of hearing Eeyore talk about who. You know. So now you now it's Pooh Bear. You know, happy for the honey that's going to come next week. So. That's a, that's a blast. Um, kind of covering what um, Ian and uh, Mike was saying. I love the mix of companions. That's so different, like I was saying earlier, old and young, different races. Um, and again, what Ian was saying about, and I was thinking about this, little girls, you go to conventions and, and you see women of all ages, Dressing as the sixth doctor, dressing as the tenth doctor, dressing as the twelfth doctor, you know, you know, to do their version uh, of that. But to have their doctor, to have little girls, to have the screwdriver and dress up like her and play as the doctor is such a thrill. And I'm so happy for them. That is maybe the greatest gift that has come in addition to the show that on a social and emotional level that these little girls, I mean, can embrace the show as they never could before. Like, I could be the doctor. And you could be the doctor, too. Mm -hmm. And they could both play, play doctor. Oh, you know, and and that that is so wonderful, and what a great um, person to to take over the uh, the honored role. I think she is going to be a blast. I I just excited about it. I can't wait, and I you know you know until further notice, you know, bravo, Chibnall. Um, because he did the casting, he did the casting of the companions. I, I can't uh, 
uh, look forward to a new TARDIS interior, and just uh, it's it's like a, a breath of fresh air, a whole new show. You know, not that it wasn't great, but this is just so much fun because it's all the mystery and anticipation, and almost like seeing a, a totally new show. Yeah, so I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, might, I might just mute you now uh, as we're coming to an end, uh, but I'll unmute you after the recording. Okay. Okay, just a few thoughts from me. Um, yeah, uh, it's difficult for me to say, because I, 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 I want to remain true to my own thoughts about it. I mean, uh, I have embraced the fact that we have a female doctor and I'm looking forward to this um, the, this new interpretation, this new dynamic edge that they're putting to it, this new sense of wonder that hopefully is going to be created um, without necessarily saying that it, it's something I wanted, but it's certainly something I'm, a, I'm here to enjoy the ride and enjoy. Uh, I'm so excited again that they're, they're sort of moving with the times in terms of its, um, its pr presentation and so on. And let's face it, um, They've had a whole year on this. Uh, they've had time to get lots of the CGI that should look absolutely astonishing. We're going to get a very large sound stage to this. Um, we've got new energized uh, production team behind it. Uh, I don't know whether they've got any new money, but they, they have just the 10 episodes, although with the run times, one of 60 and the rest at 50 minutes, that's going to probably be a, a fairly similar on time and it looks as though we are that that will finish something like the december the 9th i think and then hopefully a couple of weeks after we'll end with the christmas special so uh looking forward to it it's a little bit complicated for how we're gonna uh follow it here on the Colton world we'll try and pass that information on via our twitter account or by our uh, Colton collective facebook page um but it uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work our way around it. Um, so, Ian, that's me, John. I think uh, if you've got right. the uh, outro queued up, um, yep. I'll let you take us out. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, like Dave said, uh, uh, um, look at our new schedule um, and uh, whenever we figure out what it is. Uh, we've got some ideas that we're playing with. Um, Regardless, we'll try and make sure that uh, everybody can can have their say in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's sending us in sound clips for the time being, um, but we will definitely be having wrap-up shows when the entire season is done. So if all else fails, we'll you'll have that opportunity there to to chime in on on how you think. But uh, just logistically speaking, it's it's very difficult, and I hope you all understand that uh, you know. Um, I think if you'd rather, if there was one thing you'd rather have on, on the air, it'd rather be Doctor Who than us. So, uh, you know, if we have to step aside for a little bit, then so be it. Uh, but we will still be here uh, watching Doctor Who, releasing commentaries, and, uh, yeah, and we'll be here for your thoughts and, uh, and, and opinions about the show. So, until next time, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody.
be glorious.